and I had to get a color-coded bracelet. Yes, like the one I'm wearing. Yes, and you know who else does that? It's the Mexican cartel. Thank you for your time, and let's go, Brandon. Okay, happy Friday, July the 15th. Um, it, is, it is Friday, it is the weekend, the weekend so um, officially now. Um, anyways, guys, uh, I am your host, Sheena Rodriguez with Secure the Border Podcast. I hope you guys can hear me and see me and that everything is okay and on the up and up. Um, for whatever reason, Facebook was giving me a difficult time. Shocker. But we should be live right now on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Getter, YouTube, Twitch, and Patriot TV Live. Hello, Kathy. Hello, hello. Good to see you. <laughs> uh, hoping to make it back out there soon to El Paso. So beautiful out there. Um, but today I wanted to just go ahead and just jump right on in. So first, please like and share the video on all of these uh, multiple platforms, like and share, like and share, break those algorithms. Um, today I have what I believe, of course, is a really important message um, that I want to tie together. You guys have heard me say it uh, several times that the border to me is a pro-life issue. And uh, today I'm gonna be presenting one of the cases of why exactly that is um, with some news that was breaking this week. A lot that is going on. <clears throat> of course, it's every single day, but I, I want to um, kind of highlight this story and these stories and, and get this message out there. So like and share the video. Um, of course, after the the broadcast, if you will, the live version, it will also go up on the website, securetheborder.us. You can always find the podcast version and the live stream version there. Uh, go and like and follow us on YouTube. We have so many different social media platforms right now going. Alliance for Safe Texas, the nonprofit 501c4. We now have a, a fake book page for that specifically. Of course, we have the Secure the Border page as well. My own personal page, Sheena Rodriguez. Then um, on Getter, same thing. We have the Alliance for Safe Texas page there on Telegram. Um, we'll post the YouTube version of this uh, on there along with the action items. Of course, on Twitter, um, just we're, we're, we're everywhere. And then uh, it gets uploaded to the podcast version. And you guys can find us there on Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Audible, uh, just about everywhere that podcast stream, Google Play. So uh, help us share this information, get the information out there. And of course, the crucial action items that we like to focus on. So let's just dive right on into it. Um, <laughs> What, what happened this week, I thought was very interesting. Um, not surprising, however. Uh, and and it, I know I, there's a few people, a few of the followers on, uh, on a few of the social media platforms that actually began following me after they heard me speaking about uh, this topic on uh, Oscar L. Blue's uh, live video a, a while back. And, um, and, and on how the unaccompanied minors and abortions go hand in hand and, and trying to spread the information about that. And then today, you know, after uh, 
Roe versus Wade was overturned. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, you know, the left this week tries to paint this story, this narrative of this this horrific case, um, you know, of a 10 year old girl uh, that was raped. And then the left uses and exploits this situation and takes it upon themselves to try to justify this as a means of why Roe versus Wade and abortion uh, in general should be allowed um, everywhere freely on demand, even after a child is born. Uh, and it's disgusting. And of course, they talked about this case, uh, trying to say that this is this is the justification of, of why it's just it's utter and complete nonsense. And it's disgusting that it, they would even take this case. And as it turns out, um, you know, this case, uh, it was the 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 person who was accused of the rape was an illegal alien. Doesn't quite fit their narrative, right? So I bet that the left is probably regretting their exploitation of this horrific case and, 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 and on how it sheds light into the modern day slavery and the exploitation of human beings even further. Um, and, and so that's what I really want to kind of dive into today and talk about and present this, this information to you guys. Um, because I feel like it's just utterly important and I don't think that it's going to get enough coverage, not surprisingly, by mainstream media. So let's just jump right on into it. And yes, Pamela, thank you. Pamela is on there. She's helping to share the website and all the different social media platforms. Thank you so much, Pamela. Pamela is, is amazing and she is heading up some of the efforts for um, as a volunteer. We had another um training that just came that just came by we've got some more people on board uh, alliance for safe texas secure the border is growing and when people ask what they can do pamela has stepped up to the plate she's amazing thank you so much pamela uh for 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 everything that you're doing and helping helping the cause so thank you for that <clears throat> okay let's dive right into it here is the case and i'm going to be talking through it i have to remind myself now that we've got the podcast version going but this is the news breaking illegal immigrant arrested for raping a 10 year old girl in Ohio. Gershon Fuentes, an illegal immigrant, will not be held without bond, according to Franklin County Municipal Count, uh, Court judge. And what's interesting about this is, you know, that's the, the, this is the case that they didn't want to. They were trying to use to further their propaganda. Uh, and their their death cult um, excuses of why uh, abortion in their eyes is excusable, is justifiable, and it never is. But they probably didn't anticipate this information coming out. Um, so yeah, so in this story, they go into on how this 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 monster, uh, that is an illegal alien goes on to rape this at the time, according to the records. And there's a lot of really strange information or lack thereof in this case. and has been since the very beginning um, of their pres presenting this as, as an, as an excuse. Um, and, and that's, and I'm going to show kind of a little bit of, of what we're talking about. It's very strange, but at the very least, this just shows um, on how, this girl at the time, he said, 
was probably about nine years old when he forced her himself on her uh, twice uh, by his, his own admission. Um, and then goes to, is sent to Indiana to go have an abortion. And at the time that she's like 10 years old, um, never once addressing. And, and some of the questions that are coming up is why did it take so long for this illegal alien to even be apprehended or arrested? Right? Like this is, and, and again, this, this happens all the time. It just so happens that this is the case that they tried to throw forth as their rally cry for excusing abortions and the murder that it is, uh, man. So let's go into, so that's, that's the information right here. This one, let's see. It was the AG from Ohio that did a recent <clears throat> interview with, um, with Jesse Waters. And he kind of highlights some of the issues, the obvious issues of this case. So I want to just let this play, please. I hope that I click the right button and you guys will be able to hear it. Looking into this, a police report was filed. Not a whisper. And we work closely with the, we have a decentralized law enforcement system in Ohio. Um, but we have regular contact with prosecutors and local police and sheriffs. Not a whisper anywhere. Something maybe even more telling, Jesse, is my office runs the state crime lab. Any case like this, you're going to have a rape kit, you're going to have biological evidence, and you would be looking for DNA uh, analysis, which we do most of the DNA analysis in Ohio. There is no case request for analysis that looks anything like this. Yeah, and if it's, if it's a family member, then it's even an easier way to find the DNA right there. You just call the father, the uncle, the grandfather, anything, and you, and you, and you get the guy's DNA and you lock him up. It's also a crime to hide child rape. Isn't, isn't it against the law if you have a 10-year-old girl come in? Obviously, she's not of the age of consent. They have to report that to law enforcement, and if they don't, that abortion doctor or any doctor should be prosecuted in your state, correct? That's correct. Um, now, the doctor in Indiana isn't in our jurisdiction, obviously. We don't know who the originating doctor in Ohio was, if they even exist. But the bottom line is, uh, it is a crime if you're a mandated reporter to fail to report. It's also the fact that in Ohio, uh, the rape of a 10-year-old means life in prison. I know our prosecutors and cops in this state. There's not one of them that wouldn't be turning over every rock in their jurisdiction if they had the slightest hint that this had occurred. So, and I guess it just stopped, sorry. Um, I can go into the next one, but let's... There we go. I'll bring up the next one here in a little bit because the next one is a clip of the mother uh, being interviewed. I, I, first off, in Ohio, it is life in prison to rape a child. That should be the norm here in the great state of Texas. I just wanted to throw that in there. Um, and... <laughs> We need to fight to get that. That should be absolutely the norm. Absolutely. Regardless, that's, 
I, I didn't realize that that was a thing over there in Ohio. It should be like that here in Texas. Regardless, as you can see, some of the information, like why wasn't this reported immediately? Why was this guy never arrested? Why was this case hidden? And unfortunately, all too often, this happens. Um, and this is kind of what we talk about. Um, you know, I used to volunteer right at the uh, mid at the what used to be the Mid Cities Pregnancy Center for five years. And you have to go through training. You have to report that. It is the law. Number one, even if it wasn't required, you should morally do so, right? But even when it's required, it's the law. You are supposed to report cases of sexual abuse of a child, whether it be sexual abuse, whether it be physical abuse, anything like that, you are required, mandated to do so. I also used to teach fourth grade. I've worked with children and preschoolers. I used to teach preschoolers. Uh, at a developmental preschool, like every single person who was in any type of contact and communication and uh, any type of an authoritarian level is required by law to report abuse cases. We've all gone through the training. So by willingly and blatantly disregarding the law, this happens all the time. Now, what I want to show too, uh, you know, um, is the case that was the, the interview by Telemundo, um, of the mother. And Stephanie had sent this to me earlier and I found it on Twitter. So I want to show that because it, highlight, it highlights what seems odd to what might seem odd to many. But when you understand particularly of what we're talking about, about modern day slavery, you know, most sex trafficking is familial. Th this is a commonality. This is a common factor amongst sex trafficking with children. So it's not surprising, especially with illegal aliens, they could be using this as a means to pay their rent. They're using this as a means to, they're afraid of being deported. Look, I've sat there and I've been on the banks of the Rio Grande. And you guys who have followed me since for a long time now, for the last, over the last almost two years now, have probably seen some of the times that I've been out there, even just recently over there in Eagle Pass, where you've got this person who claims to be the mother quote unquote, and has a 10 year old that she's forcing to cross over into the United States with. Meanwhile, the authorities from both the American side, the Texas side and the Mexico side are screaming at her saying, give up that child. He's going to drown. You're both going to drown. And she refuses. That was just recently. Why? Because these still children are being used and exploited. And it is the policies of the Biden regime and open border policies in the refusals, the refusal, the refusal, ugh, I'm getting tongue twisted today, of the states the, to, to use their full force and authority to secure our borders um, that is allowing this to happen. And so the, for several reasons, and of course, we, we focus a lot, as we should, on the impact to Texas and impact to the United States. And that is so long and so deep and should be justifiable enough. But for any reasonable person, whether you are left or right, Democrat or Republican, I don't care where you fall on the spectrum, for the very fact of the human exploitation and the abuse to children to be allowed to continue off of the incentivization of illegal immigration, saying our borders are wide open. What do you, this, this is how, this always, these types of cases have always happened. It's not anything new, but what is new 
is the mass amounts of it happening in a way that there is no way that we can, we couldn't control it before. So listen, I want you to take a second and listen to the interview between the, the supposed mother of this 10 year old girl who was raped. Let me play that really quick. Oh. I'll start it over. Sí, pero ella está bien. Let me pause that. So the reporter for the those who are joining us on the podcast says, did the did the girl live here as well? Now it is the mother speaking and she's saying, yes, but she's fine. Everything that they're saying against him is a lie against him, the perpetrator, the person who raped her daughter. And she's crying. And the journalist says, okay. And are you related to the girl? And she says, yes, this is my daughter. She refused to provide her face, to, to, to show her name or reveal her face and reveal her name. And she has not filed any charges against the 27-year-old Gerson Fuentes. Who is now charged with rape and by his own admission admitted in the report that I just showed earlier that he had vaginal contact with her. He raped her. Per the authorities, he confessed to having vaginal contact on at least two occasions with a girl who recently turned 10 veces con la niña que recientemente cumplió 10 años por lo que se estima therefore it's estimated that she may have been nine years old <clears throat> que pudiera haber tenido nueve años cuando fue violada y quedó en embarazo when she was raped and became pregnant let's see so why was the mother so this happens all the time this happens all the time to children that live here in texas who are citizens of Texas. This happens all the time to children who are Americans, who are citizens of the United States of America. It happens even more frequently to illegal aliens and to the children who come over as unaccompanied minors. So it's just, it's, it's, it's interesting on how they try to change this narrative. And of course, you know, with the abortions, what I want to point out is that abortions for unaccompanied minors have always been, have been paid by your taxpayer dollars. That girl's abortion, that victim's abortion was paid for by your taxpayer dollars. It's been that way since under Obama, whether you realize it or not. And the unfortunate truth is, is that even it was under Obama, that he used this platform, this, this, this measures that he got passed while he was in office to say that, yes, we, it is, you know, we have to take care of these children. Of course we do. But saying that this is health care, vital health care that they are entitled to. And the problem is just like the problem has always been with a lot of the abortion clinics is that they don't really care about the women or the girls. They don't care. They only care about the money. 
So they're never worried about getting to the actual root causes of needing, quote unquote, in their words, the abortion. The problem is not being fixed by having an abortion. You can't fix that problem by killing another innocent child. Yet that's the argument that they're trying to make. They don't want to actually go after and stop the abuse and the rape of innocent children and women. No, no, no. They want to incentivize it and make it even more so and then use your taxpayer dollars to pay for the death of an innocent child. And so let's just jump right into, I want to give a little bit more of a background into this. Uh, the Federalist Papers under back when, back when, let's see here. Let's see if I can pull it up. And I will kind of talk about it out loud if I can figure it out and find it. Give me a second. <laughs> this is what I'm referencing to, the Federalist Papers. This was back in 2018. More emails pull back the curtain on Obama-era abortions for underage illegal aliens. And this is what I was also referencing when I, uh, you know, when I called in to uh, Oscar Blue's show a while back um, and was talking about this and on how they don't even need the permission from the guardians, the legal guardians, or the, the children's parents back at home. Uh, it's not uncommon. That's It's not needed in many of the places here in the United States, it's not needed. That's that's part of the biggest problem, right? But it's no different. It's not needed to give authorization. You don't need parental consent to receive or get an abortion. And there it is. First, several email threads confirm last week's reporting. And there were several different articles play, uh, sent out, uh, put out on the Federalist uh, back in 2018 about this when this was all going on. <clears throat> Under the Obama administration, girls were transported or transferred to other states to avoid parental notification laws. For instance, one email re reference or re <laughs> reference, I can't talk today. In fairness, I can't talk most days. The need to drive a minor to San Antonio from another Texas-based shelter in this email, the ORR, Office of Refugee re Resettlement, representative added, we had driven uh, minors from El Paso to Albuquerque, which is a bigger distance for your program to San Antonio in order to get this procedure done. And they go on to cite and show the numerous uh, documentations of these emails. <clears throat> proudly, proudly, the Obama administration was so proud of getting this measure done, including late term abortions. It's all right there. Like I said, there were several articles using your taxpayer dollars to do so. And the reason why I'm saying this is because again, while this right now, this case is out there in the news and it's, it's, it's people might be paying attention to it. My point in doing this today and focusing on this is, Hey, this has happened all along for years. And when president Trump came into office, that's one of the very things that he actually tried to stop. And the ACLU and the left, crucified him for it. And that's one of the main reasons why, um, you know, if you've heard me say it before, why President Trump gained my respect because of the pro-life president, the truly pro-life president that he turned out to be. And this was one of the ways that he actually fought. 
in the pro-life movement. Most people may not have been paying attention, but they crucified him for it and they sued him. And out of that came the Garza requirements, the Garza ruling, which effectively halted President Trump's efforts. And they also removed his ORR, uh, the person that he put in charge of ORR and HHS, which tried so hard to stop this abuse. Why? Because it doesn't address the issue. Besides the fact of the obvious death of an innocent unborn child, it does not solve the issue. The issue is the abuser who is going to continue to abuse these girls and these women. The issue is the incentivization of these people to come here to the United States, most of which claim that they are coming here, and that's the next thing that I'm going to present to you, that they are coming here to actually run away from potential sexual abuse in their countries. <clears throat> right here and that's this is what i this is one of the things i know that there's people uh, i've been asked so many times before why do you use left-wing left-leaning news sources well because it's great number one we should all be doing that um we need to be looking at all sides and you can find some information that you won't find anywhere else but a lot of the times too they say the quiet part they they say what they say what what needs to be said, but quietly. And then they try to twist the narrative of it. See right here, the Huffing, the Huff Post, back in 2014, 2014, actually went on to say that 80% of Central American women and girls are raped crossing into the United States. 80%. Now what's interesting is that again, and it goes into right here, Rape can be perpetrated by anyone along the way, including guides, fellow migrants, illegals, bandits, government officials, according to Fusion. And it was a Fusion, it was a Fusion report <clears throat> investigation uh, that came up with the stats. Sometimes sex is used as a form of payment when women and girls do not have the money to pay the bribes or to pay the price to come here to the United States. I've been over there to Roma and La Jolla. I've seen those bracelets. I have seen used condoms. I have seen with my own two eyes on our Texas side, not in Mexico, on our Texas side, I have seen the used condoms. I have seen the birth control. I have seen the morning after pill. And I've seen those bracelets that litter the RGV area, which is the form and represents the modern day slavery. And when we talk about the perpetual bondage, this has been long known, long documented, and now it's happening on a massive scale that we've never seen before. But yet they continue to try to paint themselves as, oh, these poor migrants. Well, these poor migrants are not getting what they're being sold. I want to show now, this was, again, a few years ago. It was a sting operation. You guys have probably all seen, uh, you know, the sting operation years ago uh, in that, that uh, Project, Project Ver Veritas did 
<clears throat> where they went into the clinics and they were just so proud of selling the organs of these aborted children. Well, this was another operation that was done a few years back. And I wanted to show it because it actually talks about essentially illegal aliens being forced into sex trafficking. Now, this one's a little bit long, and I'm going to only let it play for the first few minutes. But I think that it's important. This was done by live action. And this was back in, gosh, when was this? Uh, it was a few years back. But um, where they went into a Planned Parenthood manager offers to, quote unquote, help the sex ring. Afterwards, this person got fired. But let's go ahead and just play this. In January of 2011, undercover investigators went into Planned Parenthood of Central New Jersey, posing as a pimp and his prostitute. Sex trafficking of minors is a federal crime and punishable by imprisonment for 10 years to life. Any person who aids, abets, or counsels a federal crime to be committed may be punished as if they had committed the crime themselves. The pimp was greeted by the clinic manager, Amy Woodruff. The pimp asked Planned Parenthood to help him provide secret abortions and birth control for his underage sex slaves. Will Planned Parenthood comply with the law, help the pimp cover up his sex abuse of underage girls, and become a partner in crime? So we want to make it look as legit as possible. If they're minors, just don't put down that they're students. My partner in crime. Offer the pimp advice on how to run his business. Somebody still got work. work, you know? Yeah, um, waste up, waste up. Okay. Or just be that extra action walking by. that uh, we're not quite sure if I got it from one of them. Okay. All right, so they might need to come in here mm -hmm. and get tested as well. Do you guys provide services so, for that? <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> so for women, we have two options. You can either do a full GYN exam, so that would then involve the breast exam, the pelvic exam, passing oh, stuff like that. that. And then we can also do the STD testing at that part. And then that way, if they're having any issues that need actual further looking into yeah, yeah, yeah. that can be taken care of at that point in time. So who's talking right now that you guys hear uh, for those who are listening to this on the podcast is the Planned Parenthood worker. She's the one that's saying that they can, you know, offer the, the pelvic exam and the breast exam and the, the undercover lady uh, with the pimp. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Now the thing is, um, Okay, so some of them are like, uh, some of them are young, they're kind of like, some like 15, 14, mm -hmm. and some of them don't speak any English, okay. you know, because they're not even from here, so it's like, how can they come in here, because they don't always feel comfortable coming mm -hmm. into facilities. One minor. They're not even from here. Underage, some of them are 14 and 15, not from here, they don't speak English. Modern day slavery. That's what they're talking about here. Let's listen to her response. Parents are always accepted without parental consent. Okay. The okay. only thing that we do have to be careful is if they are a minor, we are obligated 
if we hear any certain information okay. to okay. kind of report. So the first thing with that is, yeah. what if they do speak English or even Spanish? Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter what they speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter yeah, what they yeah. speak. If we're going to have to have it translated, they just have to be aware that they have to be careful with what they're you know, I'm, I'm not going to, like, leading in. I don't so want to get anybody how would in you, trouble. I know, that's fine. How, how would just, you recommend, um, like, because you want them to get the help. So exactly. how would you, what would you help, recommend? Exactly. Yeah, we want them to get the help. We don't want you to report the fact that they're being pimped, being sold into sex trafficking. We want you, we want, you want to give them the help, right? It's absolutely disgusting. But so mainly, like, on the paperwork, there's going to be a point that asks, um, you know, like, are you sexually active, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. If they're under a certain age, we're kind of, you know, me and my other counselor, like, for the most part, we want as little information as possible. We want as little information as possible because we're involved in this game. Excuse my word. No, that's once we get once we get to the nurse practitioner, she's a little bit more anal, so she likes to kind of dig dig a little bit more. So how old is your partner? You know that kind of stuff. So that's where you know. So even if they lie, just say, oh, he's same age as me, fifteen. You know, so like if they're fifteen, it's just like mainly fourteen and under. We have to. Doesn't matter if their partner's the same age, younger, whatever. 14 and under, we have to report. We have to report. 14 and under, we have to report. So just make sure that you tell your slaves to lie. And it is your taxpayer dollars and has been for years that is paying for the exploitation of human beings. The murder of innocent unborn children and is your taxpayer dollars that's helping to fund this evil. And it has happened since Obama. So again, how does that tie into? Well, maybe now it becomes a little bit easier to see and to understand how a case like this 10-year-old girl could go unreported. It happens all the time. So as disgusted as you may be, as you should be with this case that the left tries to twist and turn for their pathetic excuse of allowing this to endure and allowing the murder of an unborn child and to not do a damn thing that would actually help this young girl and all the other millions of young girls that have faced similar abuses. No, no, no. We just want to kill your child. That's how they want to help you. Ensure taxpayer dollars that's allowing it to happen. <clears throat> and you know, to just shatter more of the left wing lunacy, right? Again, I want to focus just a little bit more if you will, entertain me on shattering their narratives. The poor migrants, they're coming here to flee from the abuse in their countries. And they are. They most certainly are. But I want to go into that just a little bit deeper here. Are they, are they more safer here 
if they make it here to the United States. Okay. Well, we talked about the HuffPost article there saying that 80% from back in 2014. So imagine what it is now, right? Years later. This right here, <clears throat> excuse me, this right here is from, this was posted in the immigration uh, minor health studies. It was actually posted in, oh, I forgot the exact, it was, it was in the journal, the Journal of um, Immigration Minority Health Studies Journal whatever you call it. I'm tired. I'm always tired. All right. I read this whole entire thing. <clears throat> That's probably why I'm tired because I've read so much last night and this morning and later this evening preparing for today because I felt like this was just so utterly important to try to piece together. Along the way, they face the risk of exploitation, violence, and death. It is estimated that between 75 to 80% of newly arriving unaccompanied minors are victims of human trafficking as they travel, not where they lived, not where they're coming from, as they travel to the United States with smugglers who sell them into forced labor or prostitution. Frank Lopez Jr., who is currently running for CD23, talks about this all the time. The open borders is just fueling this demonic need to satisfy evil people's urges. I, I don't even know what else to say. It's very difficult to talk about this kind of stuff. So excuse me if sometimes I'm at a loss for words. But again, this has always happened. This is not new. It's not new. And then in a study conducted by 404 that were interviewed a few years back, I'm going to pull up that next study. That were interviewed... What I think was interesting is that out of 404 that were interviewed, this study that I'm about to find, I want to get down to it. Here it is. Ha ah, found it. Found that the rates of child sex abuse before the age of 19, so at 18 and under, a minor, a child, ranged from 6% in Guatemala. This is basically what they're talking about here. And this is, let me go up, let me pause. Let me go up just a second. Another one that was written in the Journal on, on Migration and Human Studies for the Center of Migration Studies. This was uh, written and published actually this year, February 23rd of 2022. And what they're going into, what this article goes into is about the different reasons why unaccompanied minors come in, come to the United States, why they cite the reason is for coming into the United States. And of those 404 that they interviewed, they found that the rates of child sexual abuse ranged from 6% of those coming from Guatemala, 9% of those coming from El Salvador, 11% of those coming from Honduras. In a separate study, those coming from Nicaragua found that about 20% of men 
and 26% of women reported sexual, uh, sexual abuse, sexual assault. Now, those are very disturbing numbers. And that's the reason why this group said, and those that are being interviewed, of, of why they came here to the United States was to flee from the abuse, the sexual abuse that they, that they were enduring in their countries. But what I want to point out, <clears throat> as much as you and I so love the CDC and how accurate they are with their stats, <clears throat> what I want to do is compare. I want to compare the stats of those who say that they are fleeing their countries and coming here as an unaccompanied minor to the United States for the reasons of having to endure sexual assault and abuse in their country. To those who endure sexual assault here in the United States, shall we? According to the CDC, here in the United States, about one in four girls and one in 13 boys in the United States experience child sexual abuse. Okay, so let's do a quick little math, if you will, which is not my strong suit, but one in four, that's 25%, 25%, 25 according to the CDC, of young girls here in the United States that are United States citizens endure child sexual abuse. One in 13 of the boys. And unfortunately, that number is continuing to rise, which is roughly about 7%, if my math is correct, which somebody math checked me on that. Here in the United States, endure child sexual abuse. So shall we compare? Let's just compare. So the ones that are coming from El Salvador, 9%. Guatemala, 6%. 11% from Honduras. And the highest percentage of girls coming over was 26% reporting, and that was in Nicaragua. Compared to the 25% of girls who are victims of child sexual abuse here in the United States. And the vast majority of these girls, mind you, the other girls that are coming here to the United States are raped along the way. Like we said, we showed you the stats. 80% of women and young girls on the way to the United States site that they were raped or sexually abused, not in necessarily in their countries. No, no, no. That's six to 9%. We just went over their stats. So you leave your country and you're told, these parents are told, send your children to the United States. We will take good care of them. We will protect them and give them what they need. And desperate parents back at home, for whatever reason, do that. And they put their young girls on birth control and send them with morning after pills, 
because they are expecting, and rightfully so, given those numbers, given that st those stats, right, that their daughters are going to be raped along the way. Is it that much better here in the United States? If we can't even protect our own children from rape and sexual assault here in the United States, we can't even, the, the, the amount of children currently in our foster system prior to this active invasion, we couldn't aid and assist them. But yet the Biden regime and elected officials and those who are quiet and complacent when they have the power and the authority to shut this down. Continue to allow the incentivization of the abuse of these young girls and the enrichment of abortion clinics that are all too quick to never actually address the quote unquote root causes to use their own verbiage. Gamela's own verbiage. We're gonna go study the root causes. How about you study the root causes of the abuse that these girls are having to endure? And how about you stop it? It's an easy fix. Not really, but it is an easy one. It's an easy fix that through policy and just securing our border could substantially stop the incentivization of these young girls and children and women to take that long journey only then to, if they do make it here, chances there, it's very likely that the abuse is going to continue. You know, a while back when I went over there to El Paso, actually out there with you, Kathy, um, got to meet and speak to, um, we got, we, it was a group of us and um, with some amazing locals like Kathy. And um, we spoke to one of the agents, Border Patrol agents out there. And he was telling us about the story, a recent story, because he was a father, father of two twins. He said one of the most recent heartbreaking stories that he had to share with us was there was a group of young girls about 16 years old that had just crossed over and made it to the United States. And one of the questions that he asked them, because he just, they, he just said they were gone. Like their, 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 their eyes were empty, hollow. They were broken. And he said to the girls, what are you going to do now that you made it here to the United States? And the 16 year old, one of the 16 year old girls looked at him and said, dead in the face, dead in the eyes and said to him, I'm going to kill myself. See, she had been raped viciously several times on the way up here. She was lied to and incentivized to come. And that was the result. There is absolutely nothing humanitarian about open borders. And if this does not present the case to you of why I feel so passionately that the border crisis is a humanitarian crisis, is a pro-life issue, I hope I've made that case clear today. And so when we say... You know, we can't control what the Biden regime or any sitting president in D.C. does. 
We have to go back to state sovereignty with all of these issues, including border security. Brent Smith was just up there uh, in D.C. Uh, and, and had a great uh, Chip Roy and a few others got together and had a, pr a great press conference, once again, pressuring and saying, declare this as an invasion. If you guys get a chance, please look at that. It, it was really good. We have to go back to state sovereignty. And while we can't control what other states do, we can't control what's happening in D.C., the federal government's not going to stop this. And I've said it so many times before that we, were, we are where we are because of the failures of both parties. And until people begin to wake up and realize that this benefits absolutely no one, not Texans, not Americans, not these illegal aliens, and not these innocent children, nothing's going to change unless we wake people up. And unless we share this information on that note, like and share, like and share, like and share. But then get angry enough to sit there and say, well, we can't control what's happening anywhere else here in the great state of Texas. We're going to say no more. Not one more child is exploited. Not one more child is raped. Not one more child is going to come through here using our taxpayer dollars. We're going to shut it down and go to the website, securetheborder.us and take action. Sign up to volunteer, sign the petition, sign that call to action, share the information, share it. We're going to have a new action item coming up next week, more than likely. So stay tuned for that. But that's how you fight back. You spread the awareness and then you hold our elected officials accountable. You do something. You share the information and then you do something. You take action. You don't turn a blind eye. You stand up and you say no more. I can fight to stop this in my city. I can fight to stop this in my county. I can fight to stop this in my state. That's how you fight back. We're giving you tools to be able to do that. And now we've started the nonprofit. Um, and if you guys are able to, please go to securetheborder.us and donate on there right now. It'll take you straight to our gifts and go. Um, and hopefully if we're able to raise uh, enough funding, we'll be able to have the direct link to where we don't have to go through a third party like give, send, go. You can just donate directly on there and it'll go straight to the nonprofit. But as of right now, you can go right on there because we've got a lot of events coming up, a lot of different things that we're trying to do and we can't do it without your help. So go to securetheborder.us and click that donate button and donate what you can. <clears throat> Every little bit helps. And then sign, sign the petition, send those action items, sign up for the emails, share this information. I just, uh, my daughter actually um, had written, you guys probably can't see that right there on that board, Bible quote she thought was appropriate. I asked her, I said, baby, can you find a Bible for a, a Bible verse? Well, well we're going to start calling it the Bible verse of the week. <laughs> that would be appropriate for the topic that we're talking about today. The one that she chose was Job 33, 4. I want to share that with you guys. The spirit of God has made me and breathed Breathed, what is it, baby? Breathed life. Breathed life. Breathe She's helping me. It's hard for me to read her. The Almighty gives me life. Okay. The, the Spirit of, the of God has made me. And the breath, 
of the Almighty. I hope you guys can hear it because it comes so much better from her voice than mine. Gives me life. Job 33.4. My daughter's a warrior. And I really just wanted her to speak up. Because she's part of my live studio audience. She's the reason why I fight. My son is the reason why I fight. Your children and your grandchildren and these innocent children should be the reason why you fight. So I want to go ahead and close this out. We're nearing close to an hour. Of course, next week actually will probably end up being a rerun or a pre-recorded show because we will be at a conference in Tyler. Then we have upcoming events, the Border 911 events. You can register at border911.com. It's going to be at the CT Church in Houston on August 27th. General Flynn, um, Mark Holman, and yours truly, uh, Bianca Gracia, a few of us, um, will be speaking there. So I'm really excited about that. That is coming up on August 27th. Go to register at border911.com. And then in September, if you need an excuse to go to the Hill Country, you're welcome. I'm giving you one. Um, not that I, I'm, I always say that. I'm like, get, Pamela knows. I'm like, give me an excuse to go to the Hill Country. Yeah, well, now I've got one. Uh, Fredericksburg Tea Party, we are so blessed. Alliance for a Safe Texas um, is, is going to be the beneficiary. Uh, the Fredericksburg Tea Party is having their annual fundraising events. And every year they pick one organization to donate 10% of their fundraising um, you know, allotment after the expenses uh, to donate to. And they have chosen Alliance for Safe Texas. So we are so blessed and humbled. I am just, uh, when Matt called me and told me that, I was just beside myself. Um, just so honored and humbled. And I admire the patriots that are out there in the hill country. Um, and so I'm, I'm so thankful, but you guys can go there. Uh, you can go to FTP events. So FTP events.com and register and purchase your tickets there, uh, help to support, you know, Fredericksburg tea party and their affiliates. And then you also will be helping to support Alliance for a safe Texas um, and that will be coming up on September the 17th. And you're welcome uh, once again uh, for a reason to go out there to the Hill Country. It's going to be at the Y.O. Ranch. Um, and then, of course, go to the website, securetheborder.us, securetheborder.us. Go to the Take Action tab to find that petition, to find that Citizens Call to Action, and be on the lookout in this upcoming week. We're going to have a big um, next uh, Citizens Call to Action that you guys are not going to want to miss um, and really, this is going to be a big one. So uh, be on the lookout for that. I am Sheena Rodriguez with the Secure the Border podcast. Thank you guys so much. And I want to give a quick shout out to my uh, Latinos for America First family, Bianca, Maria, all of you guys there. Thank you guys so much. I'm so thankful and proud to be a part of Latinos for America First. And then, of course, our team, Pamela, big one. Uh, thank you so much, Cynthia, uh, Tara, of course, Mar we have a few different Marias, uh, and our biggest supporters um, that have supported me for so long, and I couldn't have done any of this stuff without you guys, um, K.N., Ms. Hoffman, and Esther, you guys have just lifted me up, kept me in your prayers, and supported me throughout all of this, and I, I'm just so thankful and grateful to you guys and to all of those who, you know, help to support us and donate and, and keep us in your prayers and to all of the team, the Alliance for Safe Texas and Secure the Border team. Thank you guys. Uh, quick shout out to you to Stephanie. 
I love you guys. I can't wait to be back out there. We will be out there back at the beginning of August. I will tell you guys that. So be on the lookout for that. And Roxanne for always giving uh, the, the crucial information and Dar. You guys are always sending some crucial information. So thank you guys. I just wanted to give a quick shout out. Anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're closing out on the hour. I really appreciate it. I hope that you guys all have a great weekend. Like and share that information. Get those action items out there. Visit the website. And let's continue to do all that we can to secure our sovereign state border and save our sweet Texas. God bless you guys. Have a great weekend and night. Thank you for your time and let's go Brandon.